0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. The other morning, I was in Central Park, and it was a lush, wet day. A song came to mind, A Soft Day. It's a song by Stanford, Charles Villiers Stanford, the Irish-born composer, and its words are by Winifred Mary Letts. Do you happen to know them? A Soft Day, Thank God wind from the south with a honeyed mouth, a scent of drenching leaves, briar and beech and lime, white elderflower and thyme, and the soaking grass smells sweet, crushed by my two bare feet, while the rain drips, 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 drips from the eaves. Well, there's only one singer to sing it, really. Kathleen Ferrier. Many of us love dearly This track. We've heard Kathleen Ferrier, accompanied by Frederick Stone, In a Soft Day by Stanford. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, doing music for a while. The producer is Scott Immergut. You may wish to subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or wherever, frankly, wherever and however you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to write to me about any matter, try Nordlinger. At newcriterion.com. Also, if you'd like to receive this podcast by email, that is, links to new episodes, let me know. I got a letter from Mauricio Yamashita, who writes Greetings from Brazil. I would like to suggest a theme for an episode. How about Brazilian composers like Villa Lobos, Carlos Gomez, and Jose Maria Xavier? Pardon my pronunciation, by the way. Well, let's think about such an episode, a good idea. In the meantime, how about one little piano piece? I'll let the performer, Arthur Rubinstein, introduce it.
1: Now I shall play a gay little piece called Pancinello by Brazilian composer Villa Lobos. <laughs>
0: A little piece, indeed, as Rubinstein said, that was punch, as we say in English. Punches and punch and Judy, and it's from a suite called, in English, the Baby's Family. The composer is Villa-Lobos, Etor Villa-Lobos. Arthur Rubinstein played the piece on television in Australia, 1964. I got a note from a friend of mine, David Blues who is a physician and an expert on music, theater, and other things. He says, Your podcast got me thinking about beloved pieces I don't hear much anymore, and the first one that came to mind was this one. What one? A choral piece by Jean Berger, The Eyes of All Wait Upon Thee. Says Dr. Blues, I was lucky enough to sing it under three different conductors, in high school, in college, and at conservatory. Jean Berger was born in 1909, and not with that name, not with a French name at all. He was a German Jew, Arthur Schlossberg. He managed to get out. He changed his name and became an American. The lives that some people lead. Jean Berger died in 2002. Here now is the piece that David mentioned, The Eyes of All Wait Upon Thee sung by the, let's say, Constant Chamber Choir of Cologne, conducted by Harold Yers. We have heard The Eyes of All Wait Upon Thee by Jean Berger, performed by the Constant Chamber Choir of Cologne under Harold Yers. In our previous episode, I played a recording by Alfred Courtauld, the great French pianist, who was a terrible, terrible Vichyite. A listener writes to me, Dear Mr. Nordlinger, you ask concerning Alfred Courtauld, whether his Vichy, i.e. pro-Nazi anti-Semitic sympathies, can be set aside when we listen to his playing, it's a question I continue to wrestle with as I approach my 69th birthday. I think about how my devout German-Jewish mother raised me on the music of Richard Wagner, that vicious anti-Semite, the love of whose music I regard as one of the great gifts she bequeathed me. How such a vile person could produce such sublime music I'll never know. Yeah. Well, many of the greatest Wagner conductors have been Jewish. Hell, probably a majority of them. One of them was Lauren Mazel who fashioned a ring without words for orchestra. Let's hear a little of it. Botan's Farewell with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Lauren Mazel. That was an excerpt from The Ring Without Words, stitched together by Lauren Mazel, who conducted the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra, in 1987. Franco Zeffirelli died on June 15th. Let me quote a little obit written for National Review. Zeffirelli was one of the outstanding directors of our time, and indeed one of the outstanding artists he directed opera film and television alike his romeo and juliet movie 1968 was embraced by the world his tv miniseries jesus of nazareth 1977 still leaves a deep impression on many he was more popular sorry he was more popular with the public than he was with the critics the main charge was excess or extravagance indeed the obit in the new york times was headed Franco Zeffirelli, Italian director with taste for excess, dies at 96. Once, a Times critic lamented that Zeffirelli's production of Turandot, the Puccini opera, was critic-proof. The critics could not kill it because the public loved it so much. The public was right. Bravo, maestro, and R.I.P. All right, let me now read something I wrote for the New Criterion, in 2002. The Metropolitan Opera's Turandot is a Zeffirelli Turandot, born in 1987. This is a sort of spectacle that you either love or hate. I am firmly, hopelessly, on the love side. I sometimes think of this Turandot as the wedding cake Turandot, because the imperial palace scenes, white, glittering, multilayered, looked like a wedding cake at least as much as the monument to Victor Emmanuel in Rome does. These scenes are astounding in their pageantry and splendor, causing the senses to ache. The rest of the production is hardly less impressive. It is something out of Cecil B. DeMille, with a cast of thousands, making Puccini's China seem teeming. This turandot is one of the great visual delights in opera. And if you can't indulge in a little excess... What is Grand Opera for? Right. Well said, Jay. So, let's listen to something on the tender side, coming from that same opera, Turandot. This is Signore Ascolta, sung by Liu, the character Liu, who in our case will be Elizabeth Schwarzkopf. Heard a slice of Puccini's Turandot, Signore Ascolta, sung by Elizabeth Schwarzkopf under the baton of the great Tulio Seraphine. For years, people have dubbed Schwarzkopf's performance the Viennese lieu. It's a good jibe, but oh, it's great. She's great, just great. A little Nazi connection problems, but maybe we've had enough on this episode. So in our inaugural episode, two episodes ago, I played a little porter, Cole Porter, his Wunderbar from Kiss Me Kate, sung by Cesare Siepi, the famous Italian bass. I said that Kiss Me Kate had returned to Broadway. Well, now I've seen it, a cousin of mine took me. What a marvelous composition, that I can confirm. It will last and last. Let's go out with some more Kiss Me Kate and some more Siepi, this time, so in love. Normally, this piece is for a woman, sung by a woman in the show. Um, what's her name? Uh, Lily Vanessi. But honestly, you'll let C.A.P. sing anything. So, thanks, Cesare. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you later.